everyone, Dave DeBoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in with us, we've got Sharon Restrepo, who is a very experienced real estate entrepreneur. She's a broker. She's a trainer. She's an author. You name it. Sharon's doing it or has done it in real estate investing. How are you doing today, Sharon? I am doing great, Dave. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm looking forward to our conversation. We're going to be taking a deep dive into wholesaling Sharon's way, why this is what you like to focus on and you like to show people how to do. But first of all, can you just very briefly tell us a little bit about how you got started in this whole crazy world of real estate investing? Sure, I would love to. So I'll try and keep it short and sweet. So about, oh gosh, a little over 25 years ago, I had met and married my high school sweetheart. He was determined to work for himself. He wanted to be a real estate investor. And I had grown up in a home where you take no risks, you save your money you know, on your mattress, and you work for somebody your whole life, and hopefully you can retire well. And so you know, the two didn't really sink. And my husband came up with this surefire way that we could you know, get into investing that appeased my you know, nervousness. And so he talked me into taking the home we had purchased as newlyweds, you know, as a pre-construction opportunity. So we, we got had equity by the time we moved in and everything. And he says, let's sell this, take the equity and move into a fixer upper and just repeat that until we own our own home free and clear. It's a slow, long process, but hey, I could wrap my head around this and it was, you know, way less risk than I was trained not to take. And so right. you, you like the idea of the free and clear idea, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it was it was longer than anyone would want to do to jump into their, you know, dream thing, but at least he got me to say yes. And so I thought, hey, you got to have a license to be able to do this. So I said, let me go to school at night and get all these licenses I probably need to have, you know, so I could be successful. And I did that. But it turns out the only license we really need is our driver's license. And I don't even know with the day of virtual that even being necessary, you know. Yeah. And so nonetheless, I got it all. And we put our own home on the market. And unfortunately, two weeks later, my husband was killed in a tragic accident. Oh, geez. And um, I had to make the decision, you know, what I was going to do. And to be honest, it was literally between suicide and, well, let me just pursue this thing, you know, in his name because I have nothing else to lose. There's nothing I could lose that would make me feel more miserable than I do right now. And so I named a business after him and I jumped like head first into real estate investing. Now, this is over 25 years ago where there's zero technology, right? And I really had to learn the hard way. But I started fixing and flipping homes. I was buying from wholesalers. I found that that was the easiest thing to do. I didn't really understand what they did, but I did see their profits. And many times they earned the same thing I earned after I spent three months owning the thing, taking all the risk, spending all the time and money and babysitting the house and the crew and everything, right? So imagine, like I said, it's 25 years ago. So you're really out and about doing this as a hands-on job, even if all you're doing is saying, put that here, you know? So I did get very involved in a lot of peel and stick vinyl tile back then. And so I loved it. I actually realized, hey, this is my passion. I absolutely love this. And about three years into it, my father was diagnosed with a, a terminal illness. He had a brain tumor and it was inoperable. And I worked from home, according to you know everyone in my family. And so the consensus was, let's move my dad in with me. So suddenly I became 24-7 caregiver and I could not leave my house. So literally overnight, I had to decide, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? And I said, you know what? I have no choice but to figure out 
what these guys were doing that were wholesalers selling to me because they never owned the home. They just moved on to that next deal. And so to save you from you know the story, that's pretty much what I did overnight. And I never left my home. So I was virtually wholesaling before virtual was a thing, you know, over phone. My big high-tech machinery was the fax machine. And so a brand new program had come out back then that you could put everybody into your fax machine, basically your database, like you would your emails, you know, and you put one fax through of your house you were promoting and hit the button to that group and it would fax everybody. I remember that. 35 hours, right? (laughs) And so I knew I was successful when anybody with the last name Williams called and the house was already sold. And they're like, put an A in front of my name, Sharon. So I can go go in reverse, (laughs) reverse alphabetical order next time. Yeah. So fortunately, you know, a lot of people knew my situation, the title companies, they would just run and make my deposits for me. You know, we didn't wire back then and things like that. So But yeah, so wholesaling kind of saved my life. And it's always been a strategy that I've employed, you know, since then. Flipping is very satisfying. I like that too. And, you know, property management and landlording and owning rentals. So, you know, I dabbled in a little bit of everything. But wholesaling, I have to say, is one of my favorites simply for that reason. And, you know, when I was able, you know, my father lived about another year and Once my father passed away, I really felt like there is absolutely no deal I can't do. You know, if I can go out and touch and feel something, it's done. If I don't have to, it's done. I just, it gave me so much of a different confidence in doing business because I thought, wow, I'm not meeting these people. I'm not even seeing these houses because there was no way 25 years ago to even see the house you were selling, you know, unless somebody took a Polaroid and went like this with it. Remember those? And then brought it to me. (laughs) Here it is. So it was very different a world. So since then, obviously, with the growth of technology experience and all of these years later, I just feel like I've perfected that system. It's something that I will always do. I love to do it because no matter what else we have going on, the flips, you know, you still want to do them. Sometimes they just have enough meat on the bone that you want to do it. And so while those are going on, you know, you might wait four months before you get paid, but your wholesale deals are happening in 30 days or less. And so you've got everything kind of moving and growing in your pipeline and you're constantly getting paid. And for the brand new investor, like you and I talk to a lot, I just think it's a great strategy because it's really... I don't know how much more you can, you know, make money in, as a real estate investor and reduce the risk and but learn everything you need to learn about the business with that limited risk and then making the money, you know, in 30 days or less on these deals. And so I love it for that reason. I think it is a great foundation is what I call it to coming into the real estate industry as a career investor because you can learn everything you need to know about finding the seller, negotiating the deal. You know, you've got to do every part of it anyway, even though you're not owning it. And while you're in that process, you're meeting the right people, you're meeting lenders, you're meeting insurance people, you're meeting rehabbers, contractors, you know, and I think, you know, just like for myself, my very first property, I didn't know any better. I bought a flip. It took me eight, nine months to get that thing back on the market because I didn't know anybody. I didn't trust anybody. I'm like 26 years old and felt very vulnerable. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And you're hiring five plumbers to change one toilet because you don't, you don't have the the right people in place. And so I just think, you know, for all those reasons that I can keep going that whole thing. Yeah, no, that's, it's a good point. So Sharon, I'm just very curious because you've been doing this for over 20 years, the wholesaling side of things. 
take a stroll down memory lane. 20 years ago, what were you doing to find the deals? And then compare and contrast that with right now, what you're doing to find these motivated sellers and, and the deals now. What, what were you doing 20 years ago? How have things stayed the same? How have things changed for finding these deals today? Yeah, that's a great question. So 20 years ago, I was literally door knocking people in foreclosure. And so, so how were you doing that over the phone? How were you able, because you're taking care of your Well, dad. this was after my father passed away. Okay, so, so while, while you were at home doing it virtually right. with the fax okay. machine, how were you doing it then? Okay, so this is what I'd done. I was big on networking because, you know, when you don't have Zoom, you go out and you meet people in person, right? So I went to all the real estate investor network meetings that we have today still. And I just had tons of business cards. So I literally sat down with all those business cards and I started calling everybody. If you a buyer, you a seller, do I even need to know you? So I had my piles, right? So if they said, I'm a buyer, then I added them to my fax list. Yeah. And if they said, I'm a seller, I would ask if I could JV their property with them if I brought a buyer. And the answer was 99.9% absolutely. And that's how I, you know, legally became a part of that deal. I got my real estate license, like I had said. So I'm a big believer in having your real estate license. I think licensed investors make more money. I don't really do traditional real estate. I cater to investors, but having the license allows me to creatively work deals and get paid legally in most any type of transaction if I need to do it that way. And so I was able to do that as well. And so that's how I did it. I never, I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't leave my father. And I just was on the, the landline, you yeah. know, calling everybody. And if, you know, I had all the criteria for all the folks that told me what they wanted and everything's in paper version on my desk. Yeah. And I would make a few phone calls if I thought, you know, the deal someone had actually lined up with what they wanted. They would go out and see it. They were my eyes. The buyers were my eyes and my ears. And then I would just negotiate myself in the middle and do Make the paper. Yep. Facts. You know, your fax paper wasn't real paper back then. Yeah, so you're cutting the thing, <laughs> beating 10 feet back through the machine. And, you know, I don't know if I want to call those the good old days, but yeah. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. It was interesting. Well, you cut your teeth out. All right. So then you started, you're able to get out of the house. You're able to start knocking on doors. So what would that phase look like for you? And then compare that to what you do these days. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So back then, you know, putting out signs was not as competitive as it is today. You know, today there's 82 signs on the street corner before they're taking down my code enforcement, but back then it wasn't such an issue and there wasn't that much competition. So we actually would pay 
guys to put our signs out for us all around town. And we offered them 33% of the deal because we didn't have a lot of money to, wow. to put out. So we would close at least one deal a month from signs. And we just gladly pay them three grand for doing that. So that really ensured the signs were literally going out and being planned. Yeah, they were thrilled. That's a big, <laughs> yeah. big deal for them. Yeah. So, and it was worth it to us. So sometimes, you know, when you don't have the money up front, you kind of, you know, give a piece of that deal away to make, to get a deal. So we were just very creative and we would knock on doors and not a lot of people um, knock doors back then or even today. So I've always been a big believer in doing what your competition doesn't do. So whatever the majority of them do is probably the thing to, to stay away from because you're going to spend a lot of money per lead because mm -hmm. everybody's doing the easy thing. And so the thing that most people aren't doing like door knocking or mailing a certain niche or you know when you really narrow it down and what are you doing differently who are you going after to do that so i do talk a lot about finding in my program because like you're saying and i noticed that you do that as well you know you have nothing to sell if you don't have the inventory so today everything being virtual you know there's automated texts and ways to pull lists and you know so much automated stuff you can do that is touching people in distress multiple times by you in some form or fashion, whether it be email, social media, they're leaving a message on their, their voicemail with your own voice, but it's all pre-recorded. So there's just so much technology available today and, you know, and it's not expensive anymore, you know? So, yeah. So the pro to that is there's lots of technology and ways to automate things and it's not expensive. The con to that is that means there's a lot more competition. Absolutely. So the technology, the negative of the technology is it's limited the, the playing field and the savvy investors don't necessarily look savvy anymore. There's nothing to differentiate the ones who really know what they're doing and can usually close the deal and really help the seller. So my big thing is, you know, let's not chase the money or the deal, but let's chase the solution for the seller. And I think when we do that well, then the fruit of that is getting paid, yeah. whatever that may look like. So that's kind of where our focus has always been is, is catering to those sellers and really meeting their need. And so to do that, we network a lot with the solution providers for them. So that might be some of these agencies that can financially help bankruptcy attorneys, uh, foreclosure defense attorneys attorneys that can help them. So those relationships are great because they can only do so much for a seller who truly can't help, you know, keep their home. And then I get that person back. Well, and that's so, brilliant because now you're positioned not mm -hmm. just as another real estate person trying to steal their house, right? right? You're positioned as an expert from somebody that they already trust as a solution provider. That's really right. Important. So most people, you know, don't want to sell when they first, you know, reach out. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't make somebody want to sell their home. So if I can help them keep it, keep it though, I will absolutely help them keep it. Cause that's what I would want somebody to do for me. Mm -hmm. You know, when my first husband passed away, people were knocking on my door to buy my home. People were door knocking me, mm -hmm. but you know, when I started doing this myself, I just from, you know, being in that place where my heart was broken, I felt offended. I wanted to make sure I didn't come across that same way. I wanted to be able to meet them in that place where what if I didn't want to sell their home? Why were you knocking on my door assuming that I need to sell? You know, and so, you know, I learned a lot from being on the other side of it and having to bail myself out, you know, of situations and things. And so, yeah, you know, well, you know what? I'm, I'm just reflecting on your story here, Sharon, and it, you went through some things that. 
I hope nobody has to go through losing your, your husband at such a young age. And that forced you, well, you jumped in with both feet into real estate investing. He inspired you. He got things rolling. He kind of led you to that path. So that got you started. Then you did a few flip type properties at that point. And then the tragedy of your, of your father and then having to become the full-time caregiver for him. But then that forced you to become very creative and, and switch gears and get into something that you could do from home over the phone while you're taking care of your dad. And that opened up a whole new panorama for you. For you. So, you know, 2020 hindsight and, and all of that kind of thing. But the silver lining to these tragedies is that it helped you become the super successful real estate entrepreneur that you are today. Well, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, looking back, you know, you think it's the end of the world. You're 26 years old, 27, 28, all these things are happening. You're not even 30 yet, you know, because let me tell you, I was a disaster other than business. Like I literally poured from the moment I woke up in the morning to the moment I passed out. All I did, you know, eat, drink, think was real estate to literally keep me from recognizing how miserable I was. So I don't know, maybe misery makes you successful, but, <laughs> but well, stronger. That's for sure. It, it showed, yeah. you, showed you a path. So hats off to you. Really? So Sharon, I'm sure a lot of people that are watching this interview, I think, Hey, uh, this, this lady knows what she's talking about. I think you've got a book or you've got a resource that's available for people. Tell us how people can find out more about Sharon Restrepo. Sure. I've got a great book I would love to put into your computer for you. It's called Exposing the Truth Behind the Lies of Real Estate Invest, Behind the Lies of Real Estate. And so you can get it at SharonExposesTheTruth.com and it's free. And I think it's a great book. People love it. It's basically 10 chapters, easy read, but a lot of meat. And so like you, I have traveled, you know, once people said, oh my gosh, what are you doing? If she can do it, I can, because it was like a man's world back then. And I started speaking, I was asked to speak and teach. And so I started traveling and teaching. And what I did is I took the top 10 questions I was asked from groups all over the country, and I just put it into one book. And that's why it's called Exposing the Truth Behind the Lies. And so I think that a lot of people don't start investing because of false beliefs. And I think a lot of people aren't as successful as they can be because of false beliefs. So that's basically why the book has that title. So I don't want anybody to be stopped or be hesitant from stepping into something that they truly feel called to do because, you know, it's phenomenal. It it truly is having a lifestyle of freedom. And plus the fact that I absolutely love what I do and I love what I get to do and to help people do it as well. But what's the the URL again? It's SharonExposesTheTruth.com. Perfect. There you go. Sharon, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful interview. I really appreciate your input. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care and tune in for our next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.